Hello and welcome back to Curls and Glasses. This week, your host, Emma and Sam, will be discussing a very interesting topic, something that strays a bit from what we've been talking about in past couple of weeks. But we're going to be discussing sustainable cities and what we find interesting about them. Hope you enjoyed this week's episode and thanks for listening. How's it going? Good. How are you, my friend? I am good and tired. Same. <laughs> And currently for, uh, for currently for Emma, she is uh, going through finals week right now, so she is having a grand old time. Final push for finals and preparing to move out as well because that's what college does to you. It gives you a bunch of final exams and then it tells you as a freshman, hey, you got to move out before the end of the week. So good for luck me, with that. I have to move out by the end of the day that the my la- the day of my last final. So yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> Because to give context for our listeners, I finished college or I finished my semester technically last Wednesday. Um, or They're not really going to know what last Wednesday is, but I finished a week before Emma did. Um, and NAU, Northern Arizona University, gives uh, their freshmen or the people who are in the dorms about a 24-hour window before they have to move out after their last final. So it's not like the day of you finish. It's like you get you get a full day to like prepare to leave and clean and all that stuff. Yeah. But you USC apparently just is like, nope, you're gone. Get out. Bye. May 11th is like the last day of finals, so you have to move out end of day, like 5 p.m. of May 11th, which is last day of finals. And then it just so happens that I have a final that day. I've seen people be in, moving out all week. If your last final was May 7th, then you got to, you know, leave. But some people stay, too, because a lot of people just, like, scheduled their flights to be May 11th. Like, when you get, like, your school schedule, you don't know, like, when your final's going to be. So yeah. there's, like, it's, like, it's definitely a mix. It just so happens that the inconvenience of, of my last final is mean and rude and brutal. But it's... It- and it's on the last day of, you know, yeah. It just so happens to be on move out day, which is also so fun. Exactly. You know? Packing and choosing when is a good time to study mm-hmm. while also cleaning. Yeah. And also just but packing and repeating that cycle. Exactly. Until the day happens. No, it's it's a going back and forth between studying from for my last final, and then if I get sick of studying, that's like, well, I have to pack, and then it's just a, yeah. it's a really fun cycle. But I'm really excited for today's topic um my first final actually was last wednesday so when sam was finishing i had my first final um and it was for my sustainability class which which the topic was sustainable cities and so to give like a quick definition or there's so many definitions so this isn't super um like it's not a one-way street you know this isn't the the only thing but um it's actually very broad but it's uh, sustainable development is development that meets the needs of the present without compromising the ability of future generations to meet their needs. And this is directly from the Norwegian prime minister, Gro Harlem Brundtland. Um, so very interesting. It comes from the Brundtland report as of 1987. So if you wanted to have some citation content... <laughs> Uh, for that, that's where it comes from. But I mean, it is a very broad and and uh, fluid and ever changing definition. But I would say I I would kind of agree with that definition myself. I mean, I don't really have a specific 
definition in mind and I didn't do any research into the definition and stuff like that. This is definitely this topic is definitely more in Emma's area of study or field of interest. Um I I know I've done re- I've I have done research in the past on stuff like this just because of different classes that required me to take um or conduct research on like different solutions on how to fix different issues like climate change and stuff like mm-hmm. that. It's creating sustainable cities has always been like such an interesting topic or uh, solution in order to combat climate change. But honestly, sustainable cities by itself are really fascinating. Yeah. Um, like subject matter, especially like if you're looking at more modern and more, uh, I guess, new uh sustainable city ideas i mean there's the, the idea of sustainable cities have been around for uh, since the early 1970s yeah. 1980s because as, as you heard from emma that definition came from 1987 so like people have been thinking about this for quite a while and it's very interesting too because sustainable cities they look super futuristic which mm-hmm. is like really f- crazy to me because it's like technically oh, there are a lot of cities in the world today that can become sustainable cities and they look really, really nice, which is cool. Yeah. Um, I think there's, I mean, there is like a, an aesthetic aspect to it for sure. Like we have cities like, yeah. or I guess broader regions. Um, I mean, you have like Shanghai is like really high up there with production rates, but it was also very high up there for like production of, of um, carbon emissions and things like that. So you know, there is like a little bit of that backtracking, like very, the highs are highs and the lows are lows, but um, there's, yeah, it only gets broader for each, for each city. Cause I, it's like, you th- when you think of like a sustainable city or when you think of these like modern tendencies, you're thinking like Jetsons, you're thinking like high speed light rails, you're speaking like, you're seeing those bullet trains, you're seeing um, yeah. these electric cars, which have, which kind of have that like new modern tech vibe to them. Yeah. I mean, they all, and what I see from a lot of images, if you just look up sustainable city, is that there's a lot more greenery. Yeah. Just within the city itself, which is really um, cool. That's actually like a really, really big part of it is, is green space is, um, how, how can you efficiently and effectively have like recreational areas that are, that are accessible, can be used, but also, uh, like combat carbon emissions yeah so and i mean there's there's only a few cities in the within the world today that like can really like that really pull this off and like make yep. it look like oh like this this can actually happen like singapore is a great oh, example that's a really good one this um i would just say it's a really great example just because the architecture the architectural design of singapore plus just the idea of you know how can we promote sustainability and uh you know do our quote unquote part to save the world yeah um is really amazing and beautiful because like if you just go online and look up um different images of singapore and like just do like singapore sustainability and stuff like that you, you will find a lot of beautiful different images of like very like futuristic buildings with yeah like a bunch of green surrounding it it's really cool stuff and and i think like that it has this kind of drive it's like well people should want to be more sustainable this is something that should want to be achieved um there's so many like there's such like a combative aspect to things such as this because people get like 
kind of turn it political with climate change and things like that. Um, yeah. But it's in what's even like kind of cooler to think is that these cities are always going to be changing. It's kind of like a living, breathing thing, which is something yeah. that like, I think really stuck with me in like a big question that's presented is like, what are we trying to sustain? What makes a city a city and all of these things. And people use the definition of people being <laughs> just, I guess one source of two authors, like a place of cultural and technological production, which I kind of agree with. That's part of it. But like, a city can also have like cultural connotations of like a group of people living, you know, and with, with like neighborhoods and all of that, uh, a little bit less yeah. like academically eloquent, but you know what I mean? And, and right now what's talked about in like the sustainability lens is uh, the three E's. So economy, equity, and environment. Um, equity is also kind of uh, interchangeable with like environmental justice and, and things like that. Um, but also security and then social and political rights, which is like what we're thinking of right now that's kind of pushed to the forefront of a city, like what we're trying to sustain. So we're trying to mm -hmm. sustain or build. Like I like you can either kind of put in sustain or build interchangeable for sustain, I think, because um, we like are always going to try to go toward development. But we're trying yeah. to like sustain the economy. We're trying to probably more more build on equity than sustain it i would say at this point but um the environment is it's not only to sustain but like we really need to replenish is like the word i would use for it um but in the future it's kind of described that we are probably going to be more looking toward like natural capital which would be like making capital meaning money and then having mm -hmm. that like naturally come in which in a more passive sense that will be able to sustain the city as a whole rather than one people like one person financially you would call it like passive income but all of this capital can can be like pushed in like a natural lens social lens and political lens which is and then um which can lead to like more open and more comfortable positions for us to think of culture and and if we're like able to afford that if using speaking this like capital terms would be like we're able we're able to afford culture because we have a planet to live on. Um, that was that was a lot of words, but I think that is like a good foundation. I mean, to boil it down, it just comes to like, how can we make a, a large metropolitan area mm -hmm. um, filled with hundreds of thousands, millions, even billions of people, or billion, I guess, because there has there's been only I think one, maybe two areas that have a billion people, or pretty close to it in like a thousand mile radius or whatever right um but like how can we make those places as uh, like have as less of a negative impact mm -hmm. on our planet or even how can we make it have a positive impact right on our like replenishing rather uh, than taking away at all or like low rather yeah. than only lowering carbon emissions how can we lower and then like re replenish other necessary materials yeah um and it's it's definitely you know a very challenging and super expensive mm -hmm. um you know topic cuz some of these some of these sustainability cities just to build or kind of just get the foundational i like like infrastructure just laid down can 
is costing hundreds of millions of dollars. Right. And obviously it's like, Em and I don't have any ideas on how we can fundraise yeah. like $350 million for these cities and stuff. That's like why that. it like, needs to be such like a collaborative point. You know, it's like, yeah. um, it, 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 the, just the idea of getting together with people and working on this, these sort of projects and understanding like, yes, it costs a lot of money. We get that. However, the good that will come out of doing this and the positive effects that it will have on both people and the environment are insane yeah. compared to the negative and effects that we will soon face. And that's why it's still like kind of put in the future lens is like the growth capital meaning growth like capital of na- like the of nature like the like natural resources growing and not only just being able to sustain them but being able for them yeah. to like replenish and um there is no like harm from yeah. or like fear of <laughs> of losing it completely and then um same thing with social like a social aspect is like all of the it we're only wanting this growth lens rather than the fear of of losing everything yeah and i mean it's really it's really fascinating because obviously like like we said earlier there aren't a whole lot of sustainable cities that are like gigantic and are covered with green everywhere and everything there's only like a handful of those cities like in the entire world yeah but there are smaller like buildings or like you know like smaller buildings there are there are buildings within these larger cities that are making steps towards that like there are a bunch of different types of houses and like parking garages and just like shopping malls for instance that are utilizing more clean energy or have right. like a grass or tree roof um also known as a green roof uh for anyone who is curious on what you know that is um but like it's meant to it's designed to be more sustainable and environmentally friendly instead of just having a slab of concrete on top and call it good yeah Um, and it's very interesting too because it's like looking at all these different types of you know green cities or sustainable cities there are a i mean like i said there are there's a lot of green covering like the the ground of the city but also the roofs um they're the roofs of like different skyscrapers or just different like apartment buildings are just have like either like a small grass or like small like tree area. And it's it's really cool just because it's like instead of like just looking at like gray bland uh, skyscrapers and apartment buildings, mm-hmm. you have like these cool like almost like small parks just decorating the tops of these different like uh, buildings. And it's just very fascinating. Yeah, it's utilizing space and it's like optimizing the utilization of space i think that's really important and right now i'm looking um uh called the global goals which was um 17 global goals were agreed to by world leaders in 2015 and one everyone if if you would like go check out it's actually a really cool and informative website called globalgoals.org and i'll put it in the discord right now but um it's it's really interesting to see like it's it these goals are were created to like elim, eliminate or help combat poverty, climate change, um, and other like equitable issues that the world is facing right now. So it's it's things like this that like 
really show that that change is being made as as we speak but of course it's like there's so much more that we can open ourselves up to and and what what sam like these sustainable cities they're like cool you know they're they're operating and they look they're aesthetically pleasing and you know there's less of this like burden feeling that like everything you use is just like taking away from the environment yeah and it's it's cool like the whole idea of sustainable cities and everything is like yes it's better it's gonna create a more positive impact on the environment or the planet that we live in which is great for not only emma and i's generation but the 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 next generation to come um but also it's like it's not like you're we're saying like okay this is now set in stone like this these are the only plants you can plant in this sustainable city right. like we can change it up that's the beauty of it since it's nature we it's always possible to just you know quote unquote redesign what type of plants we want to change you know for a certain amount of years and whatnot i mean as long as we are planting you know either local or you know some type of plant that is good for that specific type of environment that is the beauty of sustainable cities is trying to piece together a environmentally friendly idea while also trying to create a positive environment for people to live in right which um, is i think goes into to that like environmental justice or that equity aspect yeah for sure and it's like not obviously we're talking a lot about land sustainable cities or like cities that are you know more close or more inland than like cities on the coast However, there are a lot of different plans for creating cities or expanding cities out into the ocean. Um, and this idea is, is very futuristic compared to what some sustainable cities are, you know, currently existing right now, like Singapore, like the main one. But like there are like ideas to create artificial islands and stuff like that in order to, you know, expand larger cities so people are not like forced into you know inhuman or inhuman unhuman uh living conditions like people will be able to have a more positive environment environment to live in plus the effects that people will have from these like quote-unquote floating cities or floating um environments will create you know, new possibilities for the economy, for, you know, just a general uh, finance, for their financial security. It's very fascinating um, looking at some of these quote unquote, like floating cities or floating. Islands. Oh yeah. And it's, it's really cool. Cause it takes the same idea as a sustainable city with like all the green and everything. However, it's just kind of, it's just basically moving it into the ocean or into a body of water. Mm-hmm. Um, and, the architecture looks very futuristic don't get me wrong (laughs) it's it just is meant it's designed for the environment so it doesn't you know create a sense of like weirdness or it's like like a distraction for the like the marine life in in like living around the city basically yeah i i think that like 
it's it's definitely achievable but it is like there's like so much it's more more like multifaceted than i think it comes off to be like you're saying like you know it needs to be affordable there's also aesthetics to it you know everyone yeah. needs to be able to like sustain themselves within like the economy um and we've already touched on how it can be like really expensive to make these changes i think i've been thinking about it a lot lately when anything's like plant-based or like labeled as sustainable it already kind of gives us like that like you need to pay more for it i i think about like uber green is always the um example i use it always costs like a little bit more money to use uber green i'll, I'll pull it up right now let's say i wanted to go to mcdonald's right while a regular uber can be let's say like five bucks you might have to pay 560 if you wanted to do the uber green so it's things like this that are just like kind of a turn off for people to not take those actions but in a sustainable city you know the that might not be necessary even like uber in general because maybe there's a high-speed light rail or like uh like rapid what rapid bus transit that could take me there in five minutes for a dollar right so it's it's so cool to think about and when you look up like these sustainable cities you have like san francisco singapore denmark they have really strong transportation they have um really important labor laws and like work structure uh that's not only equitable but it also like works for the economy um they have environmental policies put in place that are enforced so it's things like this that makes it you know it's it's definitely doable but and they thrive is the biggest thing is that these cities are thriving um when especially when you see like singapore and denmark that are just so aesthetically beautiful it's like what the heck like why isn't everyone doing this yeah, it's it's really hard, you know, to think about, you know, different cities that aren't as aesthetically pleasing but are considered sustainable cities. Like I have been to San Francisco a multitude of times now and there have definitely been places in San Francisco where I'm like, ah, this, this place is kind of sketchy. Yeah, like why it's is not, there like trash yeah, exactly. everywhere? Like what's like what what's going on here? Like it's cleaner in my downtown area than it is here and like that's that's kind of weird because sometimes I feel like it should be the other way around. Um, but it's it's definitely it's definitely fascinating how much of an impact that we people have on the environment, but cities as as it just itself have an, on the environment. Yeah. Um, and I think it's very fascinating, especially when you mention the transportation system. Um, there is a large difference in the transportation system from here compared to nau at least for what i have seen yeah um do you know like if the buses are electrical oh well they're like hybrids and stuff well in la um there's a lot of natural gas running vehicles which is which is a renewable source of energy um yeah there are also electric buses but not all of them so there yeah. is moves being made to make all of these buses electric. So I can say that is being in motion. Um, so yes, I would say like the majority here are um, not gas running vehicles. They're either fully electric or natural, like clean air, natural gas vehicles. Yeah. But with that but the thing about is... a bus too is it's naturally just carpooling. Carpooling is is also yeah. another great way to to lower carbon emissions even if you are using like a private vehicle such as like a car yeah 
But the thing that I found most interesting was, and I didn't realize this until a couple weeks ago while I was still at school, NAU does not own, or to my knowledge, does not own any all-electric buses, Mm. one. And I'm 90% sure they do not use natural gas buses either. Right. And I guess they use diesel. Yeah, for, for USC, like the buses for USC, I, I'm not completely sure. But to be honest, they're, I mean, I, I was, but, the, the buses around USC though, like in LA, like downtown LA, which yeah. is pretty much like, is what I would say. Like if, if like NAU isn't, I mean, I don't know about Flagstaff, but like, how do you get anywhere? Like, is it mostly that you have to Uber? Like, you need to? Or are there trains um, and, and things like that? I mean, there is a railroad railroad track in there, but it's mainly like a, like a cargo train. Mm-hmm. Um, you can take, like, an Amtrak train to, like, you know, different cities or different, like, places across the United States um, because Amtrak does have a stop through Flagstaff. Oh, right. But most of the oh, time... Oh, yeah, Amtrak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like if you don't own a car in Flagstaff, you're either taking an Uber, riding your bike, walking, skateboarding, right, or you're taking the bus. But uh, most of the buses, I think, like a like a majority of the buses that I have seen, run on diesel oh, yeah. uh, instead of like natural gas. And I just or, found uh, and stuff like that. there's 24 USC buses that run nearly 20 bus routes every day. And these run on B20 biodiesel, propane, or natural gas. And biodiesel diesel is um, a little bit better. It's like corn fuel. <laughs> but propane, like yeah. I, I didn't really know that. So that's a little bit odd. But I guess so they are, you know, there are the natural gas, especially is like a clean air source. So. Yeah. I mean, to, like to give you an idea, it's, it's very interesting because like – I mean, technically, Flagstaff does have an airport. It's just really small. So, like, to get to Flagstaff itself, you know, you can take a bus, you can take a train, Mm -hmm. you can fly. And if you have a car, you can drive and stuff like that. But it's very interesting because there's very few, like, on-campus, like, transportation systems, essentially. Yeah. Like, there are, it says here, I'm looking at their website, it says, like, two free shuttles um that are like just like smaller buses or kind of like what you would see at an airport picking up people like like a shuttle to like yeah like a shuttle yeah um and then the it says like two different types of uh, bus lines um it doesn't really go into detail saying like you know what type of bus they are but then it all but nau also offers bike rental so you can rent uh a bike uh, to students for up to seven days, apparently, and you can you know oh, right. rent, rent them to ride them around and stuff like that. Um, and then you can all you have to do is just return them to a place where like you can rent them at essentially, which is really cool if you don't have a bike and you have to you know walk to like across campus and stuff like that. Only problem is these bikes are uh, don't have gears and they're like oh, beach cruisers. Yeah, I have a beach cruiser and. For those who don't know, NAU is snuggled up against the mountain, so there's a lot of hills. Yeah. <laughs> so riding your bike up and down hills is not a fun time, <laughs> especially with no gears, and especially since it's a heavy bike. But besides the point, the transportation aspect of sustainable cities is very interesting because you get a lot of different fascinating uh, like subcultures, I guess is the best way of putting it. 
because you can, you know, you can take like you can come up with different types of trains or subways, come up with buses, you can come up with different cars or like carpooling systems. Um, you know, like bikes and like skateboards, like renting yeah. them or like finding like a service that rents them out and stuff like that. I mean, even just like I, I skate a lot here, but it's very flat here. We're one of like the flattest campuses around, I feel like. I think, yeah, I think USC is just located in like the flat part of LA, which is pretty funny how that worked out. Um, but yeah, it, it's definitely interesting because it's like obviously there are different cities that are bigger th- than each other and like that's kind of like a given just depends on like how long that city has been there and how much land they've actually acquired over you know the time they were quote-unquote birthed essentially but i mean it's crazy too because emma and i were talking about this like a couple weeks ago before this episode even came or before we started recording this i didn't realize how big nau and and usc were like compared to nau is like triple or quadruple the size of usc we did the, did yeah. the math it's crazy it, yeah it was i i didn't realize neu was that big i just was like i knew it was spread out but like it's ginormous um and like i definitely say it takes up like half of flagstaff however usc is like just another like block for like la it's it's ridiculous yeah <laughs> um because it was we're kind of the robots which is also yeah. really interesting. These yeah, delivery systems the, that, you know, don't require people or cars. Yeah. And they're, I mean, yeah, they're, they're, they look pretty funny. They look pretty silly. And like, sometimes they run into, you know, different errors, but there, there are repair teams or like, you know, service teams on NAU's campus that like, goes to a robot and fixes them or like you know does repairs on them so it's not like they're just like left in the dust kind of thing um but yeah like i think that's another cool thing about sustainable cities is just like the fact that there are so many unique and new quote-unquote options to utilize to just satisfy the people who are living in those cities is really cool like the delivery robots like those have obviously mainly been on camp like college campuses in the united states i don't know if they exist anywhere else in the world but they did that would be cool yeah um but like you have like small like drones that are like providing different like or providing people with different resources and stuff um and it's it's really cool like how like that tech tech technology is both helping us and also lessening our impact on the environment by being able to transport goods like that without, you know, requiring, um, you know, the usage of fossil fuels or like, um, non-environmentally, uh, non-environmental friendly, like, you know, resources and stuff. Yeah. I, I think it's achievable. And I think, I think it's something that like, I don't know. A lot of people are just. I think there is like this ideal that people are just like against it. <laughs> um, yeah, I think there's good things to it, and especially I, I know like a lot of. I don't know, like a lot of my like college campuses is very like they send out sustainable newsletters. Like they are very clear about like what they're doing to like help reduce the impact of such a large and you know it's ever moving. So it kind of is easy to let things get out of hands. It's easy not to recycle. It's easy to just like order an Uber, all of those things. So it's kind of promoting a more sustainable lifestyle for each person who 
lives there and that in turn is kind of going toward like a sustainable community yeah i and i definitely feel like with my prior knowledge of you know looking up different like solution ideas for climate change and stuff like that like i definitely have walked around nau several different times and been like i feel like this would be a cool idea to get started here like implementing more green uh roofs on top of like different buildings or adding more solar panels and stuff like there's like a small there's a couple small fields of like solar panels um on like different fields or roofs of uh you know academic halls and stuff like that but honestly there's a reason why arizona is called the sun state is because they see a lot of sun (laughs) it may be really cold but the sun is out and it's like what is happening it's very confusing but that just like shows you like there is so much potential oh, yeah. room for potential to utilize you know just the the environment itself there's a bunch of wind that is in flagstaff like constantly you can easily put up a couple small wind turbines and utilize wind energy to power you know some electricity and stuff i mean like i can't really say we can use the grand canyon or the colorado river where we are because it's like it's there's i don't honestly know how much water is over there but like there's always hydroelectric like hydroelectricity which is a really another really cool um like topic to talk about but there's so much room for like energy and like sustainable methods in flagstaff it's just people haven't wanted to talk about them or like you know really leap at the idea which is kind of unfortunate because it's like there is so much that we could do if we had like more power or more like electricity available for you know the campus like you can upgrade to more powerful like internet systems or have more or have lights that work and aren't flickering for no reason like you know you, you can do a lot with that sort of stuff Plus, it will attract more people to your campuses. Plus, exactly. That will give you more money, oh. and then it's a whole cycle. Like, what's a major draw for me? I think it's like I don't want to go somewhere that's like completely just not, you know. That doesn't that doesn't work. <laughs> like none of the utilities there are like pleasant or you know like don't look nice kind of thing. Because like that's a whole other thing. It's like there's a reason that you know there's different places and states have droughts and it's because like a lot of the college campuses are using a lot of water in order to make the campuses pretty because think about it are there any like really nice like grass lawns at usc or anything like that well usc is just kind of oddly placed but there's a lot of like random lawns like quads yeah quads i feel like every college campus has quads yeah, and like, aren't aren't the lawns there that are like pretty like green? Surprisingly, for that area. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's definitely like you. You know, they're using way too much water because it's not like turf. You know, like that has to no, be okay. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's natural grass, and it's like it it's it's like it's almost too suspiciously green. It's like what why what's going on? Why is this grass across the street dying, and this one's like oh, it's flourishing. It's great. <laughs> Yeah, I that was a conversation that my English professor had, uh, like one of the last days of schools, how she was annoyed by the fact that that like that's kind of like a tactic 
in order to promote the school is to try to make the grounds as beautiful as possible but you know at what cost right but like at the same at what time cost? it's like it's like a trade-off you know you have yeah, to give like, up something for something else yeah it's like you know i have to i'm we're making the grounds of this campus very pretty in order to entice more students to come here however the impacts on the environment are there's less water <laughs> There is a huge amount of water that is now being used in a manner that could have been used differently. Um, and especially in Arizona. Arizona is basically a desert. Yeah. No matter where yeah. you are. Um, I mean, in Flagstaff itself, there's, I don't, I think it's still going on, but the tunnel fire is one of the first major wildfires of this year. And it's not going to be the last one, that's for sure. Um and I know it's it's crazy just because it's like I there's I feel such a difference between the amount of moisture in the air. And I know that's a weird thing to say, but it's true. Like I feel the difference of moisture between NAU and here by like an incredible long shot. Like it's not dry. It's not like my skin is like you know, all shriveled up right now. It's like, oh, I can breathe, and, like, I can feel the moisture in the air. Yeah. And like, I need lotion for, like, every five minutes yeah. or so, because it feels Every weird. day for the entirety of the year. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely, you know what? The lotion companies control the weather, and yes. that's why it's so dry there. True. I mean, you're probably not wrong on that one. I mean, there's... Well, companies do a lot of things to get customers. <laughs> it's kind of true, so. though. Like, that was a joke, like, but there, I feel like an, it's only, like, an exaggeration. I feel like there is some truth to it, where it's like, hmm, I don't know. Maybe, yeah, I mean, I'm just, like, getting, like, too much into conspiracies, but. I mean, that can be a whole other topic. As <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, what's our favorite one? Yeah. Dude, but sometimes yeah, I, mean, I just believe I'm like if if you can convince me I'm like I'm pretty gullible I'm like oh man that that sounds kind of right to be honest I get that I could see that yeah, I, I I know I've done that to you <laughs> I've come up with I was gonna say you could be like uh, and I'm like oh, let's see if she believes me this time <laughs> but yeah I mean it's I find it really cool the idea of sustainable cities and I I think the idea to come up with more of them in the nearby future in order to prevent a more pot or not to prevent to have a more positive impact on our environment is very important um especially with just everything that is predicted to happen in the next 20 or 30 years we've been hearing that the world's gonna end like 30 years or so yeah oh good yeah, you think <laughs> you, you think that would light a fire under people's butts but it, it yeah it's it's crazy just and it's i don't want I, I don't want to jinx it but like at the same time you know who knows what's gonna happen in that span of time yeah i mean whew. no guys someone take my calc final for me i'm peeing my pants <laughs> but um no i'm i'm excited i think about it a lot especially now that like people are it's so much easier to be educated about sustainability in general um there's places opening up you know education geared towards sustainability and i wrote a paper on why people need to learn about the environment and sustainability because it makes people realize that it's real you know 
So yeah. that's really interesting and cool. Yeah, it's definitely a whole field that is becoming more expansive, you know, as we speak. Like, there are so many more opportunities now for sustainability than there were easily 10 years ago. People are understanding that it's a very important part of human nature. And, I mean, the even, like, the education, like, system, like, especially higher education, like colleges. Yeah there are i mean there are becoming more and more unique and specific degrees or majors in sustainability law yeah which is just fascinating to me it, it's um, it's it's really cool especially i think of like asu has like a really good sustainability program and it's just so yeah. it's really cool seeing how that how it's adapting i can really yeah, appreciate I mean, that yeah that, that it's number one nation, yeah I think, yeah it's definitely up there which is pretty impressive i gotta say for being in the desert pretty impressive yeah. <laughs> but yeah um i think that's it yeah. for this topic do you have anything else or like final thoughts um no just as a as a closer i guess is you know all of this information is is public information if you're ever curious about or want to learn more there's nothing wrong with a quick google search or if i had to recommend anything that's like kind of fun to watch but will kind of make you think about things is the movie don't look up it's available on netflix it's really interesting but other than that thanks for listening thank you everyone for listening um hopefully we'll have another fun and exciting topic next week i don't know we haven't planned it out next so we'll find out what it's going to be in the next couple days yeah Hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, again, if you are feeling, you know, more than generous or, you know, are generous enough to support us, we do have an option of subscribing to Pearls and Glasses. It's only $4 a month. Um, you know, it, it would, it's, we're not, you know, forcing you to or implying that you should. If you are feeling really ge- generous and want to support, uh, what em and i do um that is a great way of doing so uh we both appreciate it a lot we both um you know spend a lot of time trying to record these and figure out you know how we can fit recording sessions into our daily lives especially emma right now since she is still in school and i am not but you know even over the summer these we're planning on trying to pump out a lot more episodes and have fun recording these different things yeah. and soon sooner or later we're gonna have a guest on oh uh, yeah we still, we still need to you know actually do that mm-hmm. but um yeah we're we're hoping for more fun stuff in the future um and you know th- that small financial support would really help us you know do just different fun things in the future yeah but, yeah well thank you so much for thank listening you- yeah, thank you again for listening, listeners. Uh, expect an- another episode next Wednesday, 12 p.m. Um, that's just going to be our standard time uh, for episodes now. I mean, I, kn- I know we're already like four or five episodes deep, but just expect that to be the standard time for when episodes come out, just midday Wednesday, middle of the week, perfect timing. And we shall see you on the next episode next week. Bye.